Hello and welcome to this, another episode of Web3 LFG Pod. And I am going to be talking about who are we in Web3. It's something I've touched on a few times so far as I've been going through my journey into Web3 and thinking about it, understanding it and thinking about myself in relation to it, the things it reminds me of, um, the things that it offers me, what I might get here in this space and how it's expanding uh, into all of the areas of our lives in some cases and some of the areas of our lives in other cases. Case in point was looking at this intersect with my music fandom, uh, with the Muse release. I was sort of, it, that, that came sooner than I thought. Looking at something like Starbucks entering into blockchain technology this week, um, again, it's that kind of just gently starting to tap into the mainstream, to worm its way in. So thinking about the Web3 spaces that we know right now, the communities that we might be in, the discords and the Twitter and the community aspects of things, who are we? Who do we choose to be? Is it the same in all of these areas that we are showing up to? Because I feel like these are the areas that so many of us are deliberately going to. We are finding NFT projects. We are finding community projects. We are finding um, cryptocurrency communities and investment spaces and taking ourselves to them, they are less likely at this point to come to us. Although I think some places with particular targeting or particular audiences in mind, um, whether that be kind of women and non-binary audiences, um, projects from a particular country or a particular artistic background. Um, I think sometimes we find those projects that we identify with. And then in that aspect, we are choosing to associate our Web3 self with those things, thereby presumably also being of those communities ourselves, although not necessarily, but that's another conversation for another day. To what extent is Web3 a fresh start? I think for me, it really, it has been a chance to just step back from all the internet persona that I have had over the years, um, including my my real self, my real life, my uh, my work digital self is, is a big presence. You know, I, I work with technology, digital technology, in particular, um, I work very much online. I have a big real life work community and sort of maintaining that and managing that is important. And that to some extent crossed over with my, so the remnants of my web one self, uh, the friends I made in that space, they all kind of merged into this sort of real life mass. People I see every day, people I talk to every day, and my friends all over the world. And managing that mass is in and of itself sometimes a bit of a challenge you know there are things you don't necessarily want to say in front of colleagues you haven't necessarily met or um you just want to get very very excited about your band or about um something you're doing and maybe you want to use words and phrases that you wouldn't use in the office sometimes if you want to let off steam about the office and you simply can't because the office is also essentially in the pub i'm british the pub is you know where we go um it can be quite complicated to balance all of those things. So having these Web3 spaces, not just, you know, obviously at any point you can create a fresh identity. That is one of the things about social media. You can be multiple people at any points in time. You can have a, an identity that relates to a hobby. You can have an Instagram that simply chronicles your love of knitting. You can have a Facebook group that is all about your fitness challenges. You can do that. You can compartmentalize. But I think what's been so engaging about web3 and identity for me is that fresh space where there is a commonality simply by being there 
with all the people who are there. And I've talked a lot about how this reminds me of Web One, and that is a particular way in which it reminds me. A majority of people are not yet consciously or enthusiastically engaging with blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs. And that's not to say all the people in, in the Web3 space are engaging with all of these things. Many people are only there for the NFTs or they're only there for the cryptocurrency. But regardless, we are all engaging in a space that is non-majority and in many cases is wildly misunderstood um, or actively disliked for reasons that both are and aren't valid. Um, but we are here anyway. Because, and I think it probably goes for most of us, we believe that this is the future and thereby it is better to be involved and to understand it than it is to be outside it. We have chosen to come in to Web3 and on being in there, how would we like to be seen? I don't know if we're all thinking about it in that way either. Sometimes we don't necessarily want to be seen, not yet. We just want to look around. We just want to enjoy it. And certainly that's been the way for me. And as I've looked at sort of how I'm presenting myself, um, yes, I am doing a podcast and I am kind of chronicling, chronicling these things. But it's not like I'm, I believe that I'm adding any massive value. I'm simply adding a personal story here. I am keeping a personal diary out loud. Um, which people can listen to if they wish or not. Um, but I don't feel any great need at this point to generate a reputation or to create something uh, that is representative of me. I don't feel the need to project any great aspects of myself to you. Uh, the things that come up are the things that come up. And I think it has been a surprise to me how many things have already come up on this journey, how many aspects of my real life, my true self, are here, but I don't necessarily feel the need to share beyond that. I think as things come up, it's sort of fine. Um, I don't have any reputation at stake here. I'm not looking for work here. I don't need to keep a particularly clean or um, even logical thread here. It is an exploratory opportunity for me. That is really nice. If you're looking for a fresh start and a new job, I wonder how different it is. And I think as I sort of talk to people who are looking to go into community management in, in a more serious way, um, in a real kind of earning capacity, people who are looking to partner with projects, um, develop investment opportunities, artists who are looking to establish themselves as people who can really create with and for brands, um, people who want to launch their own projects or their own apps or their own... Um, blockchain technology applications, it's, it is an opportunity, but it moves so quickly. And I think that there is a minimalism that is serving us quite well. I am enjoying meeting an edge of people, which is something I feel we often do. You may know perhaps the country they're in, you may know aspects of their style or the projects that they like, their ethical concerns, perhaps, or some of the things that we seem to talk about first. And it's a really nice way, I think, to meet people. It lets you make very fast decisions about where it's worth exchanging time and energy. I think you can grow your network quite quickly, quite easily, um, by finding the things that you have in common. But I think that with that comes a difficulty, perhaps, in diversifying. You can't intentionally diversify. That is a thing that I, I like, too. I think that, you know, when I found my web one friends going to my web two friends I was 
it was really notable how diverse that collection of friends was compared with any other collection of friends that I had made in any other area. The less you know about people, the greater the chance I have found um, of that that collection of people not being any one thing. Um, simply because you've all met around something of interest and there are very few things that are only of interest to one type of person. Um, I think if things are successful, then they have a diversity of interest in them and communicating openly and honestly around the thing rather than around any aspect of who oneself is. I have always found that very conducive to a wider circle of friends. And I hope, I hope that that would be the case in Web3. I don't know. So when do we become our real selves? Should we? Do we need to? When to dox yourself? I think if you're leading a project, I think if you're asking for money, I think if you're asking for investment or any kind of great return um, on something you're leading, I think if you're at the top of, of a particular type of community, I think there are situations where you have a responsibility to be honest about who you are, why you're doing things, to be trackable. If you're making claims about yourself as, as a leader, as a business person, as an artist, I think you have to offer a path back to some kind of evidence. I don't think that always necessarily has to be real life. I think it is certainly with something like artistry, it is possible to have a portfolio and a list of clientele and, and proof of work, if you like, um, without necessarily divulging your name or nationality or, or anything else. Um, but I think you have to have some evidence. And I think particularly where you are asking for the bigger money, where you are leading the bigger projects, where we see, I, I can't deny that it gives me uh, confidence in Web3 projects that are being led from real life. I think it helps. And I think especially if you have a higher priced uh, level of entry, I want to know who, who I'm paying to be around, who I am investing in. Um, I want some proof and it is still easier to find that proof in real life. Again, that could change. I think it, it could change to, as more time exists behind Web3, there are more opportunities to point to your successes, to your interests, to your influences, um, to the work that you have done. But for now, I think a docs founder can really draw me to a project. And I think also when you are, um, when you're coming from web two to web three, then I do want to know who is running your communities. You know, who, who have you hired to do this? How have you hired them? Do they have expertise in these things? Um, sometimes I have concerns simply because of, of how web one to web two went. You know, there was a lot of web two, like, oh, we'll just get the intern to do it. Oh, we get the new person to run the blog. Oh, we get the new person to do the website. And the new person, by virtue of being young, I mean, the myth of the digital native, so pervasive in my own industry, um, I think really becomes a hazard when we talk about businesses and technology still. While they're young, they'll know how to do it. And whilst there certainly are a lot of very young, very able, very curious people in Web3, much of the expertise is, I think, older a lot of the time. It is people who have come through Web 1, 2, and 3, uh, much of the ability to contextualize, to handhold people into this space, to onboard people. I think that that is where I've seen it be very successfully done. It has been with a slightly older 
generation um, with experience of handholding people before. So I want to know who's running Web 2 to Web 3 conversions. I want to I want them to be clear about their strategies. I want their roadmaps to make sense. I want them to be rooted in real life. I want them to also clearly have an understanding of Web3. I want them to have a why rather than a fact of is. Um, I think the Web2 identity of, well, just keep the content flowing. There is a danger in Web3 of just keep the community talking sometimes. I think you need the content too. You also need the purpose. You know, why will I expend energy um, acquiring things on the blockchain? How will that service my engagement with your brand or with your project? How will holding this piece of artwork continue to benefit me? How will you maintain the integrity of your project? It is still that shortcut to real life that can make things easier. And I think that is a little bit of a hangover from the dot-com bubble um, of Web1, where things cropped up, they weren't necessarily checked, they didn't have the background, they didn't have the financing, they didn't have the structure, they didn't have the hosting, they didn't have the coding, they didn't have the boring bits in place. So we can learn from the mistakes of all the different parts of the web when it comes to who we trust. But I think we also need to look at all those elements as well and and be mindful i think that that's the main thing you can come to web3 and present yourself in any way but i think that it helps to make a choice and i think starting smaller is preferable you know coming all in and throwing your entire identity into this it is easy to get wrapped up in projects that you may later regret being involved in and unless you want to kind of be reflective and open about that and engage with that too that's it's all any way is possible but I think you just have to be very conscious. I think integrity is a watchword here. And it is a hard thing to earn. I think our PFPs have a lot to do with this too at the moment um, because they are so often the thing that we go by. It is fascinating still. You know, sometimes I see uh, someone come into a community and they have, you know, their, their social media picture. It's, it's a real life picture. And people often comment now that, like, oh, a real picture. Um, so many of us know from Web2 that, that it doesn't necessarily have to be you that is the real picture, which is in itself its own can of worms. But the PFP gives you a lot of opportunities, whether or not it's an NFT you own. I guess that's the kind of, um, that's the same conversation. Perhaps that's the Web3 version of I pinched a picture of somebody else. Perhaps I pinched a picture of an NFT that I don't actually own. I'm not actually invested in, but I've made it look like it's mine. I feel like maybe that's the same level of conversation here. Again, I'm not going to say whether I think that's particularly right or wrong, but it is fascinating how we might choose to represent ourselves when we haven't necessarily chosen to invest ourselves in it. It can be difficult to represent yourself when you don't necessarily know the direction you're going to be in this environment, like arriving in a new country and kind of proclaiming yourself in a certain way before you really understand the culture, the context, how far you're going to have to walk and what the weather's like. You may just need a little time. I think I'm finding that I really do need a little time here to understand who to be and how to be. And I am fascinated by seeing the choices that people make. And I think that that's kind of where I want to end this here. In Web3, we can be anything and anyone. And I think that we must realise that even if we are not consciously doing it, everything is 
a choice that we will be judged on accordingly.